Welcome to Nurture Small Business, creating a thriving space with your host, Denise Kagan. Denise is the president of DCA Virtual Business Support and has been a business owner for almost 20 years. DCA Virtual Business Support provides small businesses with an expert pairing of virtual administrative and marketing assistance to match your needs. Learn more at dcavirtual.com. There is a relatively small segment of leaders in the business world. Individuals who seem to be able to build relationships, trust, and rapport with almost anyone that they meet. And they're able to make those connections between people, creating partnerships and alliances, and motivating forward momentum to get things done. Jennifer Didier is one of those people and getting things done and driving results through collaboration, partnership, and relationships. As president of a learning organization in the technology industry, this is what she is all about. Today, we welcome Jennifer Didier from Directions Training, which is an IT and professional development training company. Welcome, Jennifer. Well, thank you so much, Denise. I'm so excited to be here. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Jennifer, I, I, I want to jump in and just tell me a little bit about how you got started as an entrepreneur. So, you know, I've always been an entrepreneur at heart uh, from a very young age. Um, so when I started, um, when I got my first computer at 16, if you can believe that, it cost like $6,000 and wow. I had to like save money to get my computer, but I was fascinated by computers. And so then I'm thinking, okay, what should I do with this computer that I have? And one day I walked into, this is many years ago, so I'm dating myself. I walked into a video store and they had handwritten video lists, you know, of all the movies that they had. And so I looked at it and I thought, oh, I could put this in my computer and sort it alphabetically. I wonder if they would like that. And so I asked the owner, I said, you know, um, is it hard for you, you know, when customers are looking at this and they're looking for a specific movie it's not alphabetical. It's very hard to find. It would an alphabetical list help you? And he said, oh, my God, that would be amazing. And so I said, I can do that for you. And depending on how many titles you have, there's a fee. And so he said, OK, what would you charge me? And I, I said, how many titles do you have? And he said, uh, 1,200. And I said, OK, I'll charge you $100. And he said, OK. And then I said, for $40 a month, I will put in all the new titles that you get and resort your list and bring it to you every month. And he loved that. And so I did that. <laughs> it was my first entrepreneurial gig. And then I got about six other video stores that wanted to do the same thing. So that's really where I got started. And then I worked, um, I actually got a computer science degree. Um, and then I worked at Entree Computers for a long time. And they did everything from uh, sales of software, hardware, uh, service, where they would service your computers, as well as training. And so after I had my first daughter in 1987, I um, did not want to go back to work. I said, you know, I want to stay home with my baby. And my boss convinced me to start teaching at night. And he said, this way you can, your husband can watch the baby. You can still help us out because we need instructors for our classes and you know the material. So maybe you can teach it. And I thought, oh yeah, I'd love to try that. And so that's where it all began. 
That's an incredible journey. I love it. And so just for a little background for our listeners, we became introduced through the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Program, which I know, listeners, you've heard me mention that multiple times. Jennifer was looking for guests on her podcast, which is about women in technology. And so my next question relates directly to that. Jennifer, as a woman in technology, what kind of challenges have you faced? Well, we're definitely in technology in a male-dominated field. Mm -hmm. And so many, many times I've been the only woman in the room. And um, so you have to really, you know, be confident. And that's always difficult when you're the only woman in the room because there's nobody really to turn to. Um, I had a situation, I have a story that I went with one of my salespeople to a meeting and he was male and everybody else was male. And I didn't give out my business card initially because, you know, it just wasn't necessary at that time. And everybody in the room thought he was the manager and I was the salesperson, which was really interesting just because I was a woman. And so, you know, through the years, I've really had to make my own mark and really make people understand that, you know, women are just as strong, just as good. We can do everything a male can do and sometimes differently, you know. So the the challenges are really to make your mark. And my title helps a lot right now because it says president. So I do get the attention but it's still a good old boys club. And there's also, you know, huge male dominance in in the field. Absolutely. I would say in networking, when I run across IT professionals, minimally, there's out of every five I meet, four are male and one Mm -hmm. female, easily, if not you know, more than that with males. But yeah, I would say that we don't represent any more than 20% of that sector. Yes, you're right. So what is the one thing that entrepreneurs need to remember when it comes to creating great alliances and partnerships? I know we kind of jumped from your background, but we're, we, we want to talk about these partnerships and alliances that you're so good at creating. Yeah, so I really, really believe that partnerships is the key to growth. Um, you know, um, you really need to have alliances and partnerships with organizations that complement your services, not compete with your services, but complement your services. And when you do that, it helps you grow tremendously. So some of the key things to remember in a partnership is, this is one of my rules, is that you must like who you're working with. It is critical. It's, you know, you can have as many contracts as you want, but if you don't like the person that you're working with, you're not going to have that trust. You're not going to have that synergy, and it is critical. So, you know, forget about all the contracts in the beginning. Make sure you like the person you're going to partner with and the company and their cultures and their morals, right? Those are those have to be aligned in order for you to, um, to have a successful partnership. Um, second is trust. Trust is critical. So if you don't trust the people that you're working with, and you don't feel they have your back and you have their back, then uh, the partnership is not going to be successful. So trust is very important. Whenever we have partnerships, we never point the finger at the other uh, partner saying they did this 
incorrectly. We always take it on our shoulders and fix the problem. So really have to have that synergy with your partner. Um, and then make sure that they complement your services and it's not competitive. So we work with licensing partners, we work with system integrators, and they add training to their portfolio so they can provide a full service to their customers, but they don't have to go out and start a training practice. And then lastly, um, I feel strongly about this one is that you must be able to create a revenue stream for both sides. If there's not a revenue stream, then it's not going to last long term. And I know people say, oh, we don't need anything for it. We'll just refer you. But when there's a referral and a revenue stream and some dollars involved, it stays longer. It's sticky. It works for both sides. I like that. That's a very good list of things. You know, the first two made me think of dating, but then you got into some (laughs) other two that were very much business. Uh, We have an alliance with a company that does SEO and lead generation. And um, it's a great alliance. There's a slight amount of overlap in our businesses. But when you talked about that trust factor, we have implicit trust with each other um, or explicit, technically not implicit. It's not implied. It's it's true. It's there. And um, we we understand where that overlap is and we respect each other greatly. And we're very good at communicating like, hey, yeah, I've got this client. I'm doing X, Y, Z for them. You know, we're building their website, but they really need your services for this SEO portion. So it's a very good complementary relationship. And I agree with you that that is a great way to do that. So what's been one of your most successful partnerships? So we have several really good successful partnerships, but one that comes to mind is an organization that is a system integrator. And what they've done is they've added training to every one of their proposals, whether mm-hmm. the customer wants it or not. And so they look at it as providing a total solution. Training is a very big part of adoption. And if you're not trained on the technology, you don't adopt it fully. And then you don't get the return on your investment that you're you know, hoping for. So they add training to, their, to every one of their proposals. They also bring us in at every meeting that they have to talk about training, to talk about change management, how people need to adapt to the new technology. And so because we come in as the expert, I would say probably about 80% of the proposals will take training with, with their system integration. And then whenever new opportunities come up, so let's say they introduced us to their client, we started working with them, but then the client has been working with us on training and now they have more training opportunities. They'll bring us in, but we always go back and bring that partner back in as well. So the revenue stream is consistent for them, no matter if the customer comes to us or if they go to them. Absolutely. So you described a couple of things that um, when you talked about, they, they bring you into the planning meetings Mm-hmm. The partner I had spoken about earlier does the same thing with us. So you're very much on the same page about what this client needs. I have in the past tried other partnerships and I'm doing air quotes, not that you can see them, but um, partnerships where we really weren't brought into those sales discussions and they didn't ever seem to pan out. So I think that makes a vast difference when that upfront communication and understanding is there for sure. Very true. Because, you know, 
the customer, you hear it from the customer's mouth, what they need, how you can help them, and then you can put a solution together. But if you're not at those meetings and somebody else is relaying that information to you, it might not be exactly the same. Agreed. Agreed. So I'm going to ask you the question that most business owners don't like to answer. (laughs) What keeps you up at night? Wow. As an entrepreneur, many things keep us up at night. You know that. (laughs) You you know, the three o'clock in the morning thoughts that just wake you up suddenly and you're like, oh my God, I didn't even know that I didn't have space for this during the day. Mm -hmm. And you start thinking of things. Um, But the biggest thing for me is finding and hiring the right people. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, the process almost is today even with COVID and, you know, the job market being open and a lot of people unemployed, it's still tough to find the right person. And uh, we go through many, many interviews before we hire because we want to make sure it's a culture fit. It's a, uh, it's the right person for the right seat, you know, just to make sure that they can do the job. And then if you get the right people, it's amazing how easy it is to work with them because they just do their work. So uh, I would say that I'm always trying to uh, figure out what are some of the ways to speed up that process. You know, we are in a business where we are we have instructors and it's very hard to find talented, experienced instructors. So we're always constantly looking And that gives us capacity. The more instructors we have, the more capacity we have. So it is really important to hire the right people. I couldn't agree with you more. We literally, I I found it fascinating that you mentioned this because we literally just revamped our entire hiring process, Mm -hmm. worked with our advisor um, and started implementing some pre-screening quizzes and evaluations that our candidates need to take. So, I I agree. Um, And I think that that's one of the woes of all small business owners, to be honest with you, is that finding uh, the right person for the right seat. By the way, are you a proponent of traction? That sounds like that's what it means. I am. I am a big (laughs) proponent. I've implemented it in my organization and it's working pretty well. Fantastic. Um, My management team actually loves it because Mm -hmm the sun track so yeah we're loving it okay yeah I thought I recognized that that's where that came from yeah. <laughs> I think I'm gonna have to do a podcast one time about the best books for entrepreneurs that's right. um, I think that'd be a really good one so Jennifer can you um tell me just a little bit more about your business first of all before we talk about how folks can find you I want to understand a little bit more about the type of training that you do So Directions Training is an IT and professional development training company, and we are global. Um, We focus on helping customers adopt technology. So we have certified trainers that deliver training in several different capacities around the globe. Um, Our classes are offered for Microsoft, CompTIA, things like project management, Cisco, Citrix, Oracle, VMware, and then a lot of soft skills too, because we find that IT folks uh, need to round off their skill set by not only having the technical skills, but they also need communication skills, leadership skills, and presentation skills. So we do a lot of that training for that audience as well. 
Perfect. And how can our listeners find you after our podcast? So I too have a podcast and um, wanted to share that with your listeners. It's called Tech in the Right Direction. And as you said, it's focused on women in technology, really focusing on pay equity, uh, bridging the culture gap, bridging the social gap. And so we really focus on lifting women and bringing them higher in their careers, hopefully in technology. Also, you can find me on LinkedIn, as well as visit our website at directionstraining.com. Perfect. Jennifer, I want to thank you so much for being with us today. Thank you, Denise. I enjoyed it very much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for today's Nurture Small Business, Creating a Thriving Space podcast. Learn more about your host at dcavirtual.com or by emailing her directly at denise at dcavirtual.com.